Welcome to the voice of St. Anthony Parish from Alston, Massachusetts, right here on WROL, 9.50 a.m., 100.3 FM. You can also hear us at catholicaudiomedia.com. That's catholicaudiomedia.com. We come to you every single Monday through Friday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then after the program airs, it drops on our various podcast platforms, which you can find through catholicaudiomedia.com, as well as here the program, or let other people know uh, what the program is. By the way, for the rest of the week, we're going to be talking with Bruce Bacardi, who's one of my parishioners, and he's going to be speaking to us about unions and the economy and our Catholic faith in light of that. So that's going to be Tuesday, which is tomorrow through Friday here on this first week of Lent. But the, the homily today is based on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, 1 through 11. It is the temptation in the desert, which immediately follows Jesus' baptism. He is uh, fasting for 40 days in the desert, and he has this encounter with the devil. So I talk about that in light of, as I always do, some of the issues of the day and what this has to say to us. And you obviously can find this in your at bible.usccb.org chapter 4 of Matthew or your favorite uh, whatever of um, uh, the Daily Missal, however you use that or whatever the case may be. So check that out. This comes from the 10 o'clock a.m. Mass at St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts, where you have a regular invitation to come join us in worship. Many years ago, many, many years ago, this is part of our family lore I had a relative, obviously, who I never met, who died at work. And what had happened was he was a longshoreman. He had actually just come from the old country several years earlier. And he was a longshoreman. And he apparently had an appendicitis attack. So he was in the hospital. Now, remember, this was maybe 100 years ago. So this was more than that. So this was before unions. And so he went to the hospital and obviously he had the operation. Well, the doctor told him, do not pick up anything heavy. Now, one of the things I thought of as I was writing this, Bruce Bacardi, who was one of our parishioners, who comes to the four o'clock mass, is speaking on the radio this week about unions in the Catholic position on unions. And so this was before unions, because one of the things I thought of is, well, if he couldn't pick up anything, why was he at work? And the answer was probably very simple. He had to be there, otherwise he would not be paid. Well, what happened was a bunch of the other guys there were giving him a hard time. Oh, you're really weak. You're really, you know, you can't pick up anything. You're weak now, the whole bit. And apparently, obviously at this time, that was very difficult for him to hear. And so he decided to prove that he was still a good worker, bent down, picked up a box, it opened up his operation, and he died on the spot. Left, uh, I think, 10, uh, 10 children and his wife. Well, I tell you that story because he had to prove, in his mind, who he was. If we look at the temptation in the desert, you'll notice one of the key things that the devil says to Jesus is prove who you are. And Jesus says in his own words, I don't have to prove anything to anyone. It's an important thing to keep in mind. We seek to do who we're called to be. And we seek that. And other people say, prove you are. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. People will say, you know, Catholics are not Christians, which is not true. Obviously, we've been around since Jesus. Catholics are not Christians. Prove prove you're Christians. 
we don't have to prove anything to anyone. We just have to prove to the Lord that we are his children, we are his disciples. Now there are three temptations here and all of them are very interesting. The first one, of course, is turn the stones into bread. And this could be a very inviting temptation. He could end world hunger. He could turn stones into bread and then he would distribute bread to everybody and no one would be hungry anymore. However, that's not what the father called him to do. And secondly, he makes that powerful statement. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We're called to understand that through our pursuing and understanding the wisdom of God, we can do everything else with the help of God because he calls us within his context, within his order. If we get it in reverse, which is very common, then we end up with something interesting that Pope Benedict taught a long time ago. He warned against socialism. And he said, here's the problem with socialism. It can actually make sure everyone's needs are taken care of, but then it turns everything into a bureaucracy. There's no love there, there's nothing there, there's just the bureaucracy and everyone gets turned into a number. And in the meantime, people fall through the cracks. He says, that's why it doesn't work. On the surface, on paper it works, but in reality it doesn't. And what we're called to do is to treat everyone as a child of God as we are, so our response to help people who are hungry, who, who are, are thirsty, etc., is to do it through the love of God. And so that's one of the things that Jesus realizes, and I don't have to fall for this. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. Then he's taken up to the top of the parapet. And it's kind of interesting. He says again, prove who you are. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. And that's an important point because this comes up at his crucifixion. If you are the son of God, get yourself off the cross and us as well. No, that's not what the father wants me to do. I am going to do the father's will. The third temptation has a very interesting twist in it. In the third temptation, the devil says, I will give you all these kingdoms. Notice in the first one, Jesus refutes what the devil says. In the second one, refutes what the devil says. He never refutes that. He never says, that's not true. He never says that. He lets it go. And then he says, God alone will you serve. And by doing that, he makes a powerful statement for us to know. It's very easy to get lost in that earthly power. It's very easy to focus on that earthly power, especially in a democracy. It's very easy to say, what can you do for us? Whereas the first thing we need people to do, our leaders and ourselves, is to be in prayer and say, Lord, what can we do for you? You know, you'll see, especially as the elections come up, I just heard this morning that the, um, that the debate season will begin in August of this year. So as the elections come up, what you're going to start hearing is people saying, I'll do this for you, I'll do this for you. Interesting thing is you will never hear anyone ask to a candidate do you pray? If that's what Jesus puts out. That's the most important thing. Who are you serving? Are you serving the Lord? Are you serving your people by serving the Lord? That's probably the most important question, and that goes for anyone who's any, in any leadership position. Do you pray? Are you praying in that sense? And so when we do that, now one of the things that people will be afraid of is they'll say, well, be careful, you could end up in a theocracy. No, that's not a theocracy. 
interesting thing happened in this state. I wrote a note over several months ago to a member of our legislative contingent. David Hogue, who you may remember, was the uh, student who survived the shooting in Florida and then became a strong advocate for, in a sense, gun control. And I think he's a student still over at Harvard. And he made an interesting statement on Twitter one time. He said, you know, if every state had the same laws as the state of Massachusetts, we'd not have a problem with guns. And I wrote to them and said, you know, congratulations on that. It's a powerful statement. That's what he said, you know, by serving the people, by seeking to do what's best and legislating what's best and making the right decisions in your work and making the right decisions in your home by first rooting yourself in being people of prayer, that's what we're called to do. That's not a theocracy. That's seeking to do what is the best for everybody. And so when we look at that, we see all those three temptations, and they have powerful things to say to us. And the first one is, I don't have to prove anything to anybody, following what the Lord does. Secondly, is the idea that if we are seeking to live the gospel, our first thing we need to do, as I always teach, is to be people of prayer and let everything fall from there. And to ask our leaders, not so much, what can you do for us? It's, are you people of prayer? You're listening to the voice of St. Anthony Parish from Alston, Massachusetts, right here on WROL, 9.50 a.m., 100.3 FM, and you can also hear us at catholicaudiomedia.com. That's catholicaudiomedia.com, and your favorite podcast platform. We'll be right back right after this. Have you told anyone else about the voice of St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts, here on WROL at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and through catholicaudiomedia.com? You realize we are a different Catholic program because we are not speaking just to Catholics. We, we speak, speak to, to ex-Catholics, ex-Catholics, atheists, atheists evangelicals, and, and people from, from all different religious and non-religious backgrounds. backgrounds. We do this from a Catholic perspective. So you're not going to hear what you hear on other programs because we have a different mission serving Jesus Christ. Tell your friends what we do here is different, and it is so that we all may experience Jesus who sets us all free. Well, tomorrow we are going to start this four-part series, which will take us right up until Friday. Our interview with Bruce Bacardi is one of my parishioners, and he is uh, someone who's going to tell us about his history working in unions, his history in doing research about how the economy, uh, what's being said about the economy and what's the truth and what isn't the truth and all of that. He's going to talk about everything in regards to how we uh, address the issue of work and labor and everything else in our country in light of our Catholic faith. So that'll be tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday here at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and at catholicaudiomedia.com. So join us then. In the meantime, have a blessed day and a rest of the first week of Lent as well. I want to call your attention to Catholic TV, which offers great faith-filled, family-friendly programming 24 hours a day. You can find your cable channel at www.getcatholictv.com, and you can watch online on the free apps or check out the YouTube channel. Daily Mass, Rosaries, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and the Our Lady of Perpetual Help Novena are all available online and on demand. Check out catholictv.com. 
If you would like to support our program, please consider a donation to St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. There are several ways to consider this. One is to purchase any of our merchandise, which you can find at the shopping tab at catholicaudiomedia.com. That's catholicaudiomedia.com. There are coffee mugs there. There's also my latest book, Encounter Christ in Your Humanity, all of which you can find at the shopping tab at catholicaudiomedia.com. You can also donate to the show directly through either the Donate tab, also at catholicaudiomedia.com, or by sending a donation through the U.S. Postal Service with your questions and comments at 43 Holton Street, Alston, Massachusetts, 02134. That's St. Anthony Parish, 43 Holton Street, Alston, Massachusetts, 02134. Finally, the best way you can support our parish is to attend Mass on Sundays at 10 o'clock and be a part of our parish. We thank you for any support you would like to give to St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts, the sponsoring parish for this media outreach to Catholics and other Christians in the WROL, WEZE, and podcast listening audience. In Cristo vivimos.